Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. Ryan Jensen says, I want tacos. So we figure out where to get that in, or Tristan Wirfs asks for a certain dish, and that helps me sometimes build the menu. Like, okay, we can do that, or here's the idea, and that's sort of Asian, and we'll make that whole day a little Asian, but not too Asian, because not everybody eats Asian. So building the menu is sometimes really complicated. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Are you ready for some football food? Strap on a helmet, because I'm chatting with the team chef for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She's the woman behind the men. Tracy Hartman serves as executive performance chef for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the offseason, I stopped by the Bucks Advent Health Training Center to chat with Tracy. In our conversation, she discusses how she went from working in finance to feeding the Bucks, which players love junk food, and whether Tom Brady's diet is really as strict as everyone thinks. I feed the entire football team, coaching staff, and support staff each and every day of the season. I work with a nutritionist. Uh, We build menus every week. They change every day. Like if it's right after a game, we eat certain things for recovery. If it's getting closer or midweek and they've had hard practices, we eat other things. And then if right before a game, we actually eat somewhat what a lot of people would call a lot of junk food because it's quick carbs. So it's not all healthy 24-7, 365. It's not bad for you, but it's a little – we do eat ice cream here at the Bucks. Oh, I love knowing that. <laughs> Can you be more specific about what those menus would look like on the different days? Yeah. So say on a day off, like right after a game, the guys need to recover and they need to eat. They've burned a ton of calories during a game. So those are actually days where we eat things like biscuits and gravy and fun things like that in the mornings. It would be midweek as they're in practices. We'll see. um, We eat a ton of salmon here. Everybody loves salmon, even people you wouldn't think. We eat a ton of salmon and a ton of chicken. But we eat a lot of, like, leafy greens at those times, um, beginning and middle of the week for recovery. And then towards the end of the week, we eat a lot more simple carbs, like potatoes. We even eat chicken tenders on those days, but we don't fry them. Uh, Sometimes we eat burgers. And then a lot of pasta throughout the week as well. For the quick carbs. And vegetables, yeah. we lo- we're Since I've come here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are learning how to eat a lot of veggies. Ooh, how long have you been here? Um, I've been here since April 2021. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you more about yourself later. Okay. Who wouldn't like salmon? Um, a few people on the team don't like salmon, but most everybody likes salmon. Salmon is big in omega-3s and all the good things that everybody needs, including football players. On the days when you're cooking, is that every day? We cook every day unless unless they're out of town. Is it breakfast, lunch, dinner? No, it's usually breakfast and lunch, depending on the practice schedule. Now, like, we're getting ready to go into camp, so we'll do three meals a day for that. But most days of the week, it's just breakfast and lunch for the team. About three days a week, we also do dinner for the coaching staff. That gets to be a little more fun as well. 
Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah we're recording this in July. Yeah. So <laughs> the off season. <laughs> Does everybody on the team eat what you prepare or do some people pack their own lunch? Everybody eats some of the meals. You have to think with, you know, 53 players, um, everybody doesn't love everything all of the time and that's okay. Um, as I've told them, like, I don't make gumbo like your mom. I'm never going to. Or, you know, if you're from the, like, from Washington State, there's some things I just, I don't make like that. So it depends on the day. There are strategic items I put on the menu knowing most of the team will eat those things. We love ranch chicken. We love chicken about 700 different ways, but there's certain ones everybody loves. So uh, some of the harder eaters who don't necessarily eat every day here. Sometimes I purposely put something on the menu because I know they'll eat at least once or twice here in the facility with us. So you're almost like the mom. I am a mom. I have 53 young men in my life, plus all of the coaching staff. And yeah, I'm their mom. (laughs) (laughs) Because the way you're talking about getting them to eat food, it's how I try to get my kids to eat food. In a, in a, yes, in a certain way, especially when I got here, we didn't eat a ton of veggies and that was really important to me and the nutrition staff. And so it's been a slow roll into like, just try one, just take a bite. And then like, can I sneak vegetables into what things in ways that they, yeah, that they, that they don't know they're in there. I do the same thing you would do to people who don't like to eat vegetables. <laughs> I don't want to just say children. <laughs> oh, I know. So on the days when they're not eating what you made, what are they eating? Everybody has their own free will, but we are very lucky to have a really fabulous nutrition staff here that will work with the guys on favorite places to eat around here and making good choices everywhere you go. So, you know, you eat whatever you want, but let's make a good choice. You know, maybe we don't eat a ton of the fries and we supplement it with something else. So, but our nutrition team works heavily with the guys to find alternatives because some days, you know, after 17 weeks and six weeks of camp, you don't, you don't want to eat here every day. And I'm okay with that. They need to go in other places and that's what nutrition helps them do sometimes. How many calories do they need in a day? It depends on the guys. It depends on their position. Say the linemen, you know, they eat, I can't even give you a number. It really depends on the guys and their goal weights. And they eat a tremendous amount, but I don't think it's as much as everybody thinks it is, if that makes sense. So I think some people think it's like eight or 9,000 calories. It's not. I mean, they burn a ton, but there's, you know, we supplement with protein drinks and smoothies. But I mean, I can't give you that number on average because it varies. I mean, some players eat three or 4,000 and some eat six or seven. Yeah. When you Depending say, on where they are in the season and what's going on. When you say their goal weight, would they be trying to gain weight or lose weight? It depends on the player. And some of the players, they, they lose a ton of weight during practice, so you've got to get weight back up. But that's hydration, which you were just here in the facility with us and see how much we talk about water and hydration. So it depends on how the player is. And some people, you know, they love food and maybe we've put on a little much or we don't eat enough. And they're just like regular people, like... But they have their weights where they they feel like they play the best and they work with strength and conditioning and with nutrition and with training to get those those goals. And and then we assist with food and yummies. Mm, I want to hear more about the yummies. (laughs) Which positions in general would require more calories? The linemen, both sides, offense and defensive linemen. They're your big guys. And they're usually the ones that love food the most, too. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, they, they have lots to say to me about what we do here. How do you decide on the menu? I work with nutrition, but uh, we write a brand new menu every week. 
which as a chef is really sometimes exhausting. I have probably 2,000 recipes that I've written since I've been here. So my brain is constantly always on um, trying to find new things and new ways to do things. But we look at the week. If we're playing on Thursday, the menu needs to be different than if we're playing on Sunday. And so between Stephanie and Jessica, our nutritionist, and I, and then Derek, my sous chef, we kind of come up with a menu. But there's certain days, like in a regular week, we want to have salmon on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I know that's something we're going to work on. So I know to put that on the menu. And sometimes that's where you start building. Or Ryan Jensen says, I want tacos. So we figure out where to get that in. Or Tristan Wirfs asks for a certain dish. And that helps me sometimes build the menu. Like, okay, we can do that. Or here's the idea. And that's sort of Asian. And we'll make that whole day a little Asian, but not too Asian because not everybody eats Asian. So building the menu is sometimes really complicated. There's a portion of the menu that we call our clean menu so that it's plain eaters who don't love, if you don't want Mexican food that day, there's always, we always have like grilled chicken, brown rice, broccoli as something plain. And then we always, we have tons of salads and things like that for the guys. You can always kind of build something as well. Do you go on the road with them? I have not because of COVID. We write recipes. I send recipes to every hotel. I'm hoping this year to travel a little bit, but um, our nutrition staff will support that. They are huge foodies as well. So we work together in tandem. And so my vision and their vision is together. And so they can help those hotels do what we need to do. But we send specific recipes. What does the grocery list look like? Is there, you know, every family, every household has their staples. <laughs> what are some yes. of the staples? You've talked about salmon. Salmon's a staple on a regular week in season, probably 200 pounds of chicken, like chicken breasts. That's not the rest of the chicken that goes down. Um, salmon on a regular day is like 400 pieces. <laughs> Where do you get it? So we have um, local fish purveyors and, you know, we have produce purveyors and we have farmers. And, yeah, so I have to make relationships like that. And, you know, the goal is we want to use the the best cut of everything we can use. So, you know, like chicken that's like free range and like no hormones, like organic beef or the best we can buy. So I that's part of my job is to build those relationships. But our shopping list looks like everybody else's, but in huge massive quantities. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't come off as insulting, but when you go to like a zoo or a, a petting farm <laughs> and they say we have this many hundreds of pounds of meat, yeah. it's kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of <laughs> weird. Like I, I grew up in Texas and so I'm very familiar with cattle. And so when they talk about like, I can kind of look at a cow and tell you how much beef is going to come off that cow, which is a really weird trick, but it's something I've learned how to do. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, lots of Facebook questions. Okay. Everyone was super excited. So fun. Yes. Okay. Here's one from Melody Simpson, who okay. is a big uh, Bucks fan, I happen to know. She asks, with all the different eating regimens from all the different athletes, is it easy to be creative or harder when making meals? It's harder. I, as a chef, am a pleaser. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to eat in the facility every day. Um, this is my seventh year, though, working with athletes, so I know that doesn't happen every day. But the goal is, my goal here, in a way, is to make this their home away from home. Um, I want the guys to to tell me yes and no and things they like. But you have to be really driven to be creative because the season is long and we're here all the time. So 
Um, there's certain things that I hold back till the end of the season. I did it last season, like all of a sudden a month or two before the season ended, I started to pull out new dishes and the guys were like, oh my gosh. So you, you have to continuously work at that. It gets long and, you know, it gets arduous and it gets hard um, building those menus and, and thinking about what the guys want. But I think we're a very open facility. I'm happy to do what people want within reason as the best we can. If that makes you happy, then that's what we're going to try and do. Okay, Melody had another question. Do the players pay for their own food? They do not. Okay. It is it's part of it's part of their their training. Okay. Support for the Zest podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee and more, available in supermarkets, health food stores or online at seitenbacher.com. Um, what are some of the foods you said you would hold back until the end? Kind of like a, a rabbit out of your hat. Well, um, building a training table, which we've really kind of done here, it was a little bit different before I got here. And then with the addition of the nutrition team, trying to build a program, it's about getting the guys to try new things. And it, it sounds super funny, but just bringing in like a build your own smoothie bowl or acai bowl, like where they could do it themselves here, not going somewhere to buy it. They were like, oh my gosh. Um I actually came from fine dining. That was my first part of my career. So I'm a little bit bougie and they know that now. So we all love avocado toast, but when we do avocado toast, there's poached eggs and smoked salmon and sometimes there's pork belly. And so it's pulling out little things that make stuff interesting that they haven't seen. It gets them a little more involved. Um, the building loves salad. Our guys love salad, which is super great. So maybe it's just finding a new, a new build your own salad where they can they're not eating just like off like a line, like a cafeteria. They're, they're eating what they want and we're doing that to order. So it's just finding new and different ways to do that. So like today we're having build your own grilled cheese. It's the off season. They're pumped. Aw. Yeah. Can I stay for lunch? <laughs> you certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it very often. So they're all like, yes. I love that. And you know what? Okay. I'm just, you know, a mom in the suburbs, Yeah. but I am finding application to my own household from what you're saying, like, like introducing new foods and, and new ways of Just eating. change things up, change one or two ingredients up from what you do. And it makes something new and delicious. I love that. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with throwing like buffalo sauce and pasta and does, does that make sense? Like, I mean, take the stuff you're, we do it, take the stuff they love, but put it in a different way. That's great. Okay. That's a great tip for all of us. All right. Um, Maggie Hall wants to know, what's your most popular dish with players? Oh man. The Berea taco. That's a huge one. Um, when we did that one time, it was like 600 tacos, like made to order. My staff was exhausted, but the guys like that kind of came out halfway through the season. And that was like every other week, they're like, can we have it? And we were like, no, we're still tired from the first time we did that. Um, our kitchen isn't very big. So it, it's sometimes it's a little challenging to do 600 tacos to order. They love a sea bass dish that's just like marinated in miso and soy. Um, it's super easy to make, but it's something that's really tasty to them that a lot of people haven't had that flavor before. So that's a big favorite. Uh, but not to say... Ryan Jensen was super generous to me when I first got here, and he loves meat, so he decided I needed some Traeger grills and got me a few of those. So we don't do it very often, but we love ribs and we love brisket in this building. Oh, fun. Okay, on the opposite end of ribs and brisket, and I know you're <laughs> from Texas, Ebony Vass asks, are they leaning toward a more plant-based diet these days? Um, I am from Texas, but I love veggies. Uh, so we do work on that. I 
do a lot of grains in, in weird places, but we also do like a lot of veggie tots. So you're not just eating zucchini. You're eating a zucchini tot that maybe has grains in it and has cheese in it or cheese. We use a lot of nutritional yeast in ours. Um, we love chia and hemp and flax seeds. Those are used all over. Um, we do somewhat of a plant-based. We try to get as much as in it as we can. Um, the guys are really coming around to it in if I can have a fun way to do a veggie dish, they'll often embrace it. Um, I love that challenge. That as a chef has been really great for me. I've been working with it for years. So the guys see things in a little bit different way. So I'm not going to say it's heavily plant-based because we definitely, we need our plants, but we definitely need carbs and different forms of protein to just recover. Uh, but there, a lot of them are very open to it for sure. Okay. Uh, Nicole Hutchison wants to know, favorite team dessert? You already mentioned ice cream. They love, so Saturday nights before games, they have a giant Sunday bar, whether it's here or on the road. Um, those are quick carbs, quick sugars. So um, that is a favorite. Um, this this group loves, and I'm just going to give it because it's him especially, Leonard Fournette loves some white chocolate macadamia nut cookies like you've never seen. So that's always we love chocolate. We love cookies here. They love pie, cake, pretty much. We only do dessert about once a week. So whenever they see it, they're not going to turn it down for the most part. Once a week. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's like a big treat on Fridays. <laughs> I, should, I should probably cut back on the dessert. <laughs> okay. Speaking of dessert, my colleague Mark Schreiner wants to know um, which group misbehaves the most in their diet. Mark, don't get me in trouble. Oh, man. I also don't want to make the guys mad at me. Um, you know what? It, I don't think there's one. Okay. Mark, if you could see the guys' position meeting rooms, that's where you would know who misbehaves the most. Um, I'm not calling anybody out, but I'm going to say the offensive line is the most fun room to visit because there might be cool snacks there to eat. <laughs> Whenever I need a treat, that's where I tend to head to. I don't think one position group misbehaves more than another. I think there's individuals within those groups who might, but I will tell you offensive line is the most fun position meeting room to visit because there's lots of treats. Okay. And which room would be the least fun or the most maybe disciplined with what they eat? I'm, I'm going to let you all guess who might be the most disciplined group in, in this building. Okay. Um, <laughs> which leads me to my next question. I don't know what you can or can't tell me about Tom Brady's diet, but just feel free to uh, hold court. It's very disciplined. He is amazing, though. He's a huge supporter of us and what we're doing in the dining room. Tom does eat in the dining room. He depends on if it looks good, Tom tends to eat it. So, um, you know, he is a professional athlete working really hard during the day and has a lot of nutritional needs. In my relationship with him, I don't think he's as picky as people think. I think Tom is a very smart person who knows what he needs to do when he needs to do it. Wow. Is that a good answer? Yes, that was a diplomatic answer. I don't think it'll get you in trouble with Tom. <laughs> but we read all these things about... He's very disciplined, and he knows his body better than all of us do. And it's interesting to watch, and I think everybody in our facility has learned things about the way he goes about things. Okay. Yeah. As impressive as he is, I was equally excited to be talking to you today because you're the woman behind the men. I am. So how did you get into cooking and how did you get this job? Um, this is actually a second career for me. Just under 20 years ago, I was in finance and chucked it all and moved to London and went to culinary school. 
when I had finished college, I had a job and I said to my dad, I don't think this is what I want to do. And he said, well, go to work till you figure it out. So five years later, I moved to London and went to culinary school. So I was lucky enough to work in England and France. Um, and then I came back broke. Um, and I was in fine dining. I worked, I worked with tweezers and fancy ingredients and did all those fun things. And I loved it. And then I ran at one point the the number one luxury resort in the U.S. and South Carolina, and and that was great. And and then I got tired and I needed a break, so I actually became a private chef for five years to a name you would know within the tech industry. And getting to do that, I actually started feeding people that did Ironmans and then also someone who had celiac. So I got very into the gluten-free thing before it was easy to eat gluten-free. So that's been really handy. So I, I say that was the building block to this. Um, and about five years after having the dream job, I wanted to get back into a kitchen. And the NCAA at that point had changed the rules on how you could feed athletes. And Baylor University, again, I'm from Texas, Baylor University posted a job and I was like, oh my gosh, it's cooking and sports, like my two favorite things on the planet. And I was lucky enough to get the job at Baylor and then given the freedom enough to, my charge was to make it the best restaurant in Waco, Texas, like go do your thing. And within that, I was able to learn nutrition with the nutritionist. I, I do not have a degree in nutrition, but I have taken survey courses with Stanford to learn what I can learn. And I, I read all the time, but it just kind of started to fall into place. And so I was at Baylor five years, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so lucky. What do you love about cooking for the Bucs? I love watching athletes do their thing, but whether it's cooking for the Bucs or dinner with you, it's about making people happy. I mean, I love to see that what we do affects their performance. We contribute to their success. And then, as I say, sometimes we eat our feelings on days where we don't have such a successful game. But we are, we're a part of their lives. Sometimes we're, as the guys say, we're like, after a bad practice, like, we're the best thing they've ever seen. You know, like, here's a taco. We've had a rough day. So it's to be a part of that. It's, it's really fun. But for me, it, it is about, like, it's always just feeding people. And here it's a, this great crowd. And it's hard to feed or to serve people the same day, day in and day out. But it's also really rewarding because you do get to see somebody learn how to eat vegetables who didn't want it or a rookie who got here and never ate salmon in his life, and now that's all he wants to eat. Like, that's really rewarding to me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, last question. If you ever just get to sit home and watch a game on TV, what do you like to eat? What's your snack? You this is a know. really hard question. Yeah. Oh, this is turning into a therapy <laughs> session now. <laughs> well, I always tell people, and this sounds terrible, like, my favorite food is a snow cone. So... I know that's not a chef answer, but that's true. Um, that and probably some, like, really good tater tots. Like, those are my two favorite foods. So, like, if I go to a game or somebody has, like, amazing tater tots with, like, a bunch of stuff on them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kinda like nachos but tater tots. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's that's kind of that's kind of my jam if, if I'm lucky enough to be sitting at home. Oh, okay. Well, now my mouth is watering. <laughs> Tracy, this was so much fun. Totally. You're welcome back anytime. I might just stick around <laughs> for the grilled cheese. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Tracy Hartman is the executive performance chef for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
By the way, I did not actually stay for the grilled cheese bar. But if you want to eat like an NFL player, try Tracy's recipe for miso soy salmon. She shared it with us and we're sharing it with you on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Dalia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. Our all-star team also includes Chandler Balcom, Hannah Abdel-Majid, and Mark Hayes. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2022. Go Bucks!